Um, I am test, tracking test, here. Test, test, test. Jeremy, you want to track whoop, on your whoop. side? Track, track, track. It's <sighs> good enough. Hey, hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you. You had a good woman. She left. You're wrong. What? How does that go? I don't know. Uh, you had a good woman. You loved. She left. You're right. You're wrong. <laughs> Isn't it from Stripes? Something like that. <laughs> the only it's line like I remember around. from Stripes was when they ask if uh, are either of you homosexuals, and Bill Murray says. No, but we are willing to learn. Let <laughs> 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 yeah. start this off like a regular one and then intro these guys. Yeah, this is weird because like normally we're just like bullshitting while yeah. you're setting up, and then now it's like all formal. Yeah, and shit. No, I'm sorry like, for fucking this up for you. Now yeah. it's like dance, monkey. Dance. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just, just yeah, just please <laughs> dance. Uh, all right. I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, to The Couch, episode 49. Today, we're going to be talking about the Beach Bum trailer. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, these next two episodes, 49 and 50, are going to be really special because we have two guests with us. Mm-hmm. This is the special thing we've been talking about. So for the last 49 episodes, if you've heard the name Sean, Sean Hildner, or Jeremy, Jeremy Vranich, uh, these two gentlemen are with us today. Hi, Couch listeners. Hello. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, yeah. just uh, watching Beach Bum trailers. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all I do now. Why don't you guys say say your name so our listeners know who these voices are? Absolutely, yeah. these dulcet tones are Sean Hildner, <laughs> and uh, this voice coming at you from the this ones sort and twos. of high pitched whine <laughs> <laughs> from across the table. I'm Jeremy, and um, now this is Jeremy Branich. Uh, so, if you've been uh, one of our 40-something avid listeners, uh-huh. then you do know that uh, Sean is the person that we always call out for. Um, he wanted us to fucking describe the trailers on the show. Yeah, when we first started. <laughs> He's going to describe the trailer on this show. That's fine. <laughs> I told you to at least play a clip or watch it. One could say I might have on planned this since the beginning <laughs> to never do it so that when you yeah. came on. What one, one could say that. One listening could, they'd be listening wrong. to a trailer is pointless. <laughs> like, just watch the fucking, it's two minutes. Pull it up, watch it. <laughs> See, that sounds a lot like work, Dorian. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know, once you get into the big leagues, when you have 40-plus listeners, <laughs> it gets you'll understand how the real world works, Jeremy. <laughs> it gets real. Uh, Literally then, tens of people are listening to us on a weekly basis. <laughs> I want Sean and Jeremy, I want you guys to describe like your movie like tastes, like what kind of movies Jesus. you like, just to give the audience kind of a baseline of you oh, know, sure. your mm-hmm. your taste. So, Sean, why don't you go first? Uh, so my, this is Sean Hildner, my movie the taste. Sean Hildner. The one and only. The one and only. <laughs> there might be another, who knows. <laughs> um, I was shaking my head at myself right now, by the way, it wasn't at you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I was, and, and also shaking my head at him for asking this fucking question. <laughs> yeah, I was staring at the waveform because I have no idea how to describe the kind of movies I like. I mean, it's pretty, I guess what I, well, I watch a lot of science fiction fantasy Okay. Um, what are like a couple, yeah, like a couple of your favorite movies might even just yeah. be a good way to. Well, that's good. We'll do yeah. our top fives. Yeah, there you go. You know, I love me some Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love. Nice. Seventh Samurai. And we'll say 2001 A Space Odyssey and Star Wars. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good palette, dude. Yeah. 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 I like a, a slow brooding movie that also has robots and shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> or elves. I mean, you could six one half a dozen the other. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Robots or elves. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> and the force. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, I think the movies, which is pretty reflective of my personality, I, I I, just like movies that are extreme. So, like, which sounds lame, but I mean it as in, like, whatever your the movie is, it should be the most that thing. Right. <laughs> Commit to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because, yeah, people are probably thinking, like, like yeah, Saw or, like, you know, Serbian <laughs> film type of, when you just say extreme. But you're, you're no. I mean, you watch rom-com, you watch everything, yeah. but you're, like, yeah, just more. Commit yeah. fully to what it is that you're making. Uh, 100%. And, like, we'll, uh, Bobby and I will go on, like, you know, 20, 30-minute long conversations about rom-coms and, like, which is the best and why it's mm. the best. <laughs> and it's, like, because it's the most rom-com-y, you know, and, like, what are those little things that make that up? So Coming soon when Dorian wants a break. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever he goes on vacation or something. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, but that's why I love Tarantino, right? You know, mm-hmm. he knows what he is. He is obviously a cinephile, and he just, like, fully immerses himself in being a fucking film nerd and referencing things and being ultra-violent. And uh, so, yeah, Gaspar Noé, 
uh, Tarantino. I, I love some, I, like, I love my best friend's wedding. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> One of the best rom-coms ever made. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all over the board, but it's just gotta be, yeah. What movies do we agree on? Because there's rarely a movie where I don't say to myself, hey, tone that down a little bit. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't realize how, like, uh, Ron Swanson you were. But I, I guess I'm just, I should have realized. I want the least ago. amount of stimulus in my life. Well, we all like 2001, of course. We all like 2001. Yeah. We can yeah. agree on that. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely, that de- that movie definitely leans into what it is. <laughs> it certainly does. It yeah. certainly it does. does. Uncompromisingly it so. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this speaks also to uh, all of us love bad movies. But oh, it's yeah. because they are so genuinely bad. And like yeah. it, they are, they really leaned into their shittiness. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Like the, I think I've I've started to I think understand what like the secret sauce is behind like a so bad it's good movie, <laughs> and what it is is like it is that like innocence that like they really don't realize what they're making. Yes. They think they're making something awesome, and like that's what you feel. That's what gets <laughs> you excited about the movie. Like Miami Connection is like the perfect example. That movie is fucking amazing in every way, but it's like. The whole time you're like, oh, this is so cute, though, because like they kind of think they're like making a really good movie, right? Now. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's just because it's we're beautiful. dead inside and we wish to have that joy again. <laughs> so I think the bad movies allow you to explore that part of yeah. yourself. But people who try to, because there's been so many people that have tried to make the like so bad it's good movie, and they're all like, you can't even sit through five minutes of them before you. No, you're like, right. no, this is just so bad it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. so okay. Um, so we're going to talk about all right so these two episodes 49 and 50 so this week we're going to talk about the trailer to the beach bum the red band trailer and then on monday which if you're listening to this on monday tonight the uh, music box theater is showing uh the beach bum at seven o'clock and nine thirty, and uh harmony corinne who's the writer director of the movie will be there afterwards so we're going to go see that on monday and then um that friday we're all going to come back and talk about the movie what we thought about it a full film review follow up to the trip. We've talked about doing this several talked, times yeah, and yeah. we've kind of we've we've <laughs> I guess interjected certain, you know, uh <laughs> moments of that in into the show, but this is our first formal we are doing a two episode thing of here's the damn trailer and then here's what we thought of the fucking movie. So, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to Get it. Get it through your heads, people. I feel like I wonder <laughs> one or more times you two have suggested you and uh you Sean and Jeremy have suggested us doing this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a review and I've had a few people ask me like so you guys don't review the movie and I'm like nope <laughs> it we seem, don't do it it does seem like the natural extension of <laughs> the initial <laughs> premise of the show <laughs> which Bobby why don't you tell for any new listeners we might have picked up uh, what the premise of the show is oh yes okay so we only people following that Sean and Jeremy train that <laughs> yeah, right. jump on this podcast on yeah. this episode um, <laughs> so the whole idea of the couch is that we review movie trailers so uh, the great thing about listening to this episode right now is you can pause it right now wherever you're at and jump on YouTube and watch the Red Band trailer to The Beach Bum. And you can have, uh, basically it's so that you can be in on our conversation. Everything that we're talking about, everything that we're referencing in the trailer is uh, ready and available for you to see and watch and everything. And then um, from that, we'll talk about like the writer, the director, the stars of the movie, how it's shot, and then just bring talk about different references in uh, film or movies or things that we like or don't like about it. And um, every once in a while, we'll try and maybe get into what we think the story's about or what it's lacking. And uh, that's pretty much about it. Yep. So I think that's my favorite part of the show is guessing, you two guessing what this movie's going to be about. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the off ramp. <laughs> so Sean and Jeremy are, are probably all 42 of our listler, listeners, you know. I'd like to think that they just listen to every episode mm-hmm. over and over again. You yeah. especially with driving back and forth to Wisconsin, maybe. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. It, it, I'm the guy screaming in my car like, that's not what I said, that's not how I said it. <laughs> You're getting it all wrong. Why don't you get a little closer to the mic? Oh, okay. You can bring the mic closer to you, it's on an arm. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey, that technology exists. Hey there. The swivel. Um... Anyway, that uh, was my so, only point. That was my. So let me ask you guys this: Do you guys like the show? What do you like about it? What do you don't? Li- what do you not like about it? I love it. My only. <laughs> well, I won't say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there was not even a beat there. It was I just, know. Love it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> have some suggestions. <laughs> Had for a while. No, I do love the show. I think you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I've hung out with both of you before, and mm-hmm. it's a lot like being in the, in, the Dor- in Dorian's kitchen with you after watching a movie <laughs> where Bobby if there's pictures moving on a screen Bobby loves that shit <laughs> and Dorian hates everything and just to hear you two go off against each other is, uh, is really a treat 
I, I again, my only, I just want to hear like, I, I don't know why this is. Maybe I'm just too simple, and I've been trained from other <laughs> from other media that I've listened to. But I just want to hear some clips about some of the shit you're talking about. You know, like because like, I know you can get, um, you know, press. Uh, yeah, EPKs, EP, EPKs, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to just have some like recordings of what you're talking about. You know, it'd be a lot easier. Intercut. <laughs> if you like, click twice and watch the fucking trailer. <laughs> I don't understand why this is such a bad thing. I just we're talking about a visual medium. To just play the audio from it seems like completely pointless. I know, but if it, you're not getting the entire experience of everything that we're talking about, why only give you a portion of it and then we can all pretend that like we all are talking about the same thing? That doesn't that doesn't register for me at all. I, <laughs> I guess, but it's just like, uh, okay, so then why, like, when you listen to the radio, why... I don't. <laughs> okay, when humans listen to the radio, <laughs> and, and they don't play anything of, like, Adam McKay's work, like, I listened to an hour-long interview, I believe it was on NPR, uh-huh. w- about with Adam McKay, about um, Vice. Vice, and it's not like they just sat and described line by line everyone's like scene or like a you know a, a mm-hmm. pinnacle moment in the movie they played part of the scene and then talked about it mm-hmm. i don't think that's weird don't you think it's it's I've, not like i'm sitting there going i wish adam mckay would stop playing well yeah i mean lines if, from his movie if we had the director here to talk about a specific scene that'd be a totally different story but we're talking about a trailer and we're extrapolating all of our thoughts and opinions from everything that's given in that trailer and just giving the audio doesn't give the audience that entire element it would be a portion of it so it'd be actually a double waste of time because you'd listen to it as audio and then also have to watch it as a trailer so it just seems i'd like to say this is the only reason i decided to have all four of you on is so i could watch you and you just destroy each other (laughs) bobby and i are just Just gonna stare in each other's eyes while this is happening that was was a good one turn to jeremy (laughs) rebuttal I'm going to send you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yeah. play your podcast uh-huh. and then I'm going to play the movie and I'm, I'm going to do my own edits and I'll <laughs> film it and then I'll send it to you. <laughs> sounds good. I'm, I'm done with that. This you also know, sounds like more effort than just watching the trailer. <laughs> no, when we had the, uh, so when we did like the video portion of it, like I did have, I think I still have the account for like uh, the site company that does EPKs. Yeah. yeah. EPK.tv or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for when we did the video element, we had like, we played the whole trailer. You know, because you could see it and then just, you know, grab it from there. Or whatever. Right. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, I I hear what you're saying, Jer. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I know Dorian is, but, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. I feel I feel a sense of like uh, I feel a, a sense of uniqueness not playing anything. Yeah. I like just this is the show, at least for me, just starting it and being like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're, ha-, you know, uh, like if you really want to listen to it, like. No offense, Sean. Make the effort and, uh, you know, just play the trailer. <laughs> no, no, well, when you it. tweet about the episodes, you send, you put a link to the trailers up, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put, like, a link to the trailer up or I'll, like, highlight different things in, like, the descriptions or whatever. So, I mean. Yeah. It's not like we're not throwing people any bone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm staying out of this battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I lost this fight a long time ago. Sh- Sean, you're 50% of the listenership. You you have a say in this. Fair point. Yeah, right. fair point. Right, 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 right. This is if there was a if there was a board. You're the board. You're the card Uh Okay, cool. Let's get into the Beach Bum trailer. Has everybody watched the trailer? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have. Okay. Good. Good. So we're gonna talk about the Red Band trailer. My first question is for all of you guys: Is what do you think about red band trailers as a whole because normally those are not the first trailers that come out for movies like we'll get like a 30 second teaser and then a minute and then we'll get like a two and a two minutes and you know 35 trailer Mm -hmm. a couple months later and then it seems like as the movie gets closer to being released the you know tv spots and then maybe we'll get a red band trailer if the movie is like an r or something like that so uh jeremy let's start with you what do you think about red band trailers Uh, i mean Part of me is like, it's 2019. I wish we just, I wish Red Band wasn't even a thing and we just started with the Red Band. Okay. But I understand it's like a, you know, it's a marketing thing and it builds hype and, and everything like that. It's a trigger warning. It's a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's what they should be called, a trigger warning. You'd have to put that on everything ever. Trigger warning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, so I like them. I, I, I'm a big dum-dum, I guess. So I still get excited when they come out. And I'm like, oh, this is what the real movie is going to be, and I'm going to get a little bit more, and and it oh, okay. is enticing, and it like it does, you know, uh, 
whet my appetite, um, <laughs> to use a weird phrase. But um, no, I, I really enjoy them. I just almost wish we started there because I don't care about anything else. Like, uh, And I don't really watch trailers. I, I think you guys know that and you mentioned on the show before. I, I've, I watch trailers, I guess, in passing, but I'll just turn on movies that I think look cool after I've read it or I've heard about it. I don't care about the trailer. Yeah, you go in blind. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's cool. And, Best way to go into any movie. And it doesn't yeah. it doesn't jade me. You know, like that's why I've noticed a, a huge difference between, uh, well, talking with uh, Dorian and uh, you, Bobby, because you'll get Dorian not so much, you more. I think you get really excited and hyped about something, and it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I, because I know nothing about Almost it, a lot of times. Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. I guess part of the <laughs> underpinning of this whole show is that it's like usually these things are hugely misrepresentative, <laughs> and so yeah. we're trying to dissect like, okay, what is the thing actually? You know, right, as opposed right. to like what they're trying to market to us right now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you know, I in general I I dig the red band just because if it is an R-rated movie, exactly like you said, it's it's a more indicative look at what the movie actually is going to be ideally Mm -hmm. but you know just like anything it's a double-edged sword and like sometimes it's used just as a way of like hey we'll just throw a bunch of swears in there because people think that's funny yeah and you know and then they just end up yeah turning it into this really just you know like toilet humor kind of you know excuse is is what it turns into sometimes so it can go either way but in general it's like if it's an r-rated movie i do at least feel like this is going to be more yeah of, of an accurate look at what the film is well, and and like the there's something about edits that are so stupid, you know, like the beeping, because like every you know it, you d- it just makes you say the word in your head, yeah, you know, and it's, <laughs> like, and it, and it's oh, hackish, it you know, it's really easy humor and it's stu- stupid, and I feel like people write to that knowing they're going to be censored, mm. and you'll cut a trailer to that, and so it's kind of stupid. Anyway, I, yeah. I just watched that trailer for Good Boys or. What's that new uh, oh, super bad kind of movie? Yeah, 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 I haven't watched it yet. Well, I watched the Red <laughs> Band to it, and it's like you actually. I, I mean, not that you wouldn't know what it was before, mm-hmm. but that's what the movie is it's the whole joke is kids being kids and swearing all the time you know using words fuck shit cock whatever and they're like 10 yeah and, and they're like learning about sex so like you not saying you wouldn't again know what the movie was without the red band but now i really have the full flavor like yeah i, I don't know you know it, how it, you know how awful it actually looks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well we won't get into that but but anyway i agree with you dorian that's yeah that's the point sean i don't know if i have much to add to that i mean Similar to, I think, a lot of people in our generation, I don't watch trailers in the movie theater because I don't go to those kinds of movie theaters very often. Mm -hmm. I know at Music Box, usually we see trailers for things that are coming to the Music Box. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not going to... Well, I guess maybe there was a Beach Bone trailer then, but I never never saw it there. Um, (laughs) So I mainly consume trailers on YouTube, which Mm -hmm. is all dictated by the YouTube algorithm. So when Mm -hmm. I went to Beach Bone trailer, the first one that came up was Red Band. Oh, okay. That wasn't a choice I made. Yeah. I thought about, um, I, w- I woke up this morning and looked up just like general red band on, on YouTube. Like that's what I put into the, the, the search engine to see like what trailers would come up. And I thought about like a couple weeks ago we did, we did Hellboy, you know, that oh. that's the red band trailer that's out right now, which. What was red band about the Hellboy trailer? Did he say <laughs> no, he says uh, fuck. That, that he was oh. red? I don't know. <laughs> no, he says fuck uh, at the end. Yeah. With that awful, awful final comedic punch at the end when he's like, you're fucking crazy. Sorry, I did a way better reading of that line than David Harbour did yeah. under Neil Marshall's shitty direction. <laughs> no, um, but so like that one came up. I know we talked about like the Predator a couple months ago and like I actually rewatched the Predator Red Band trailer, <laughs> which is like it's kind of interesting how similar that trailer and the Hellboy trailer are kind of the same thing. <laughs> like it's just a bunch of fret boy humor, <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of guys going, fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> Wink. Blood. You know, um, I was trying for the life of me to figure out if there was a Red Band trailer that was actually made the movie better, but I couldn't think of one. Because sometimes I enjoy the Red Band trailer, but sometimes I'll stay away from it because I don't want anything ruined. Mm-hmm. But don't you me. think Deadpool like needed a Red Band? Yeah, but the thing with Deadpool is, is like Deadpool is kind of like how, uh, like I remember when Adam McKay did the first Anchorman, like he talked about he shot so much that on the special features for the first Anchorman movie, he actually made a separate movie from all the content. So I feel like because Ryan Reynolds is over he's have a mask on let's say 80 percent of that movie like whatever's in the trailer they could probably just switch it out to something far more vulgar or gorier in the movie so i think yeah, that's a good point that i think the deadpool trailers are probably um to your point jeremy about having like the a red band be the first trailer out of the gate like 
for Deadpool movies, those should be the first trailers yeah, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all garbage humans. Again, like we <laughs> we exist on you know the internet and Twitter. I don't yeah. think anyone's <laughs> going to be shocked by any of the content of yeah. any movie really anymore. Yeah, but other than that, I just feel like sometimes the Red Band trailers like ruin ruin more of the movie than I really want it to. Because I don't know, sometimes I do get a chuckle out of the occasional fuck or fuck yeah, mm-hmm. and I want to experience that in the theater within the context and not just you, in a. You like your freshes, your fucks fresh. Do you <laughs> do like it? Yeah. <laughs> just pop the can of those fucks. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, with Deadpool, it's such like that element is such like the lifeblood of that yeah. franchise. It's like you really do kind of need to see that. But right. yeah, a lot of them do kind of play off where it's just like yeah, this you know this didn't really need to be an R-rated trailer. Like you got the R because <laughs> like you show half a titty and there's like three fucks in the movie, and so you made a red. Band trailer to make it seem like it's way more extreme than it really is yeah <laughs> so just like anything it can be used as deceptively as a you know sure any other technique okay cool so all right the trailer for uh, the movie's written and directed by harmony curran uh what's everybody's experience with harmony curran uh this is sean just be uh, sorry not the beach bum just spring breakers for me okay jeremy i don't i don't think i've, I've watched any harmony curran movie and i didn't want to change that i was like I, I serious no I'm saying like I was gonna come in and watch a bunch of them just like binge yesterday and uh-huh. I'm like no you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be like the totally ignorant guy and then I'm making wh- the creative decision to do less work yes is what exactly. Jeremy told yeah. <laughs> no but then because I, I want to watch this movie and then I'm gonna watch maybe some more and then when we come back in a week then you know I'll, I'll have like uh, you'll, pa- you'll see my evolution a palette <laughs> yeah you didn't even watch Spring Breakers no but like Okay, so I I feel like I have a bone to pick with Harmony Karen just be, just based off of Spring Breakers. Here we go. Really, <laughs> having never I'm, seen any of I'm his actually, work, yes, you have yes. a bone to pick. I'm with actually him. kind of surprised. This entire show is predicated on the fact that you've never seen the movie you're critiquing for an hour. Right. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Don't pound the table, you oh, jackass. But we've seen I, the works <laughs> of the directors. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, sure, sure. Um, this is to your credit, though, of always just going in blind. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, but, I, so go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I'm 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 on brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's like a newborn. Every time he walks into a conversation, brand new, fresh start. Yep. <laughs> it's all hot takes and fresh starts. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how I do it. Um, no, but I, like, as someone who had been following some of the characters, in particular, like, Riff Raff, the person that um, James? James, James Franco's Franco. character is based off of, I, like, I like, um, I like how ridiculous spring breakers looked and but at the same time it's like if i mean i think it's a glorification of like just garbage culture and i don't know if i want if i ever the reason why i never watched it was because it just looked like i get enough of that online and i didn't think it was a particularly interesting examination uh, because i feel like i do that already in my head filtering it Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god this you know this this culture like washes over me constantly just in real life and it's like i don't know if i really want to like watch some dude kind of live this weird art school fantasy of what it would be like to be a shithead with you know a bunch of girls and tits being dragged all over him and i i feel like that's what it looked like to me again never from the, se- just never, from the trailer just from the trailer okay and, and so then i'm watching this movie and i'm yeah. like okay so this is an art school kid grown up grown up but no 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 like this is his interpretation or this is his like fantasy of what it would be like to be an interesting artist blended with like modern garbage cults like there, yeah, I don't see like, that at all there's like this terror <laughs> I don't know th- there's like I uh, I don't so, think McConaughey comes off as an interesting artist no but what I'm saying is I feel like there's like this Kerouac element to it and it's like he's updating that interpretation like an art school kid's interpretation of what like that life might be like hmm. I mean think it's just like habitual drug use this sort of like um person blowing in the wind he's like completely uninhibited right and he's trying to make the gre- the what don't they even say in the trailer the next great american novel or something like yeah. that i feel yeah, like that's yeah, even yeah. Well, he says it mm. right he says he's writing i understand but but i feel like again it, these are all this is like what my 17 year old self in arts academy would have loved to have written and done where it's like yeah he's just like a fucking you know mess and a drug addict and there's all these like beautiful people and shit going on and he's yeah he's awful but he you know there's something interesting in that and i don't i don't know if there is anything interesting in that you know it, again it's like this glorification of something that are I we talking was about moondog or what moondog. is franco's name in uh, alien <laughs> moondog or alien which uh, both i mean i think there's a there's a common thread in that right and anyway 
Just a thought. <laughs> I, right. I feel like I'm talking too much, and I don't no, think I'm being fine. very articulate, but I think you get where I'm getting, or where I'm going. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if they're really interesting things once you've looked at it for a second. It's like, yeah, okay, that's kind of a cool thought. But yeah. I don't think Alien was an interesting character. But he I was think, fun I th- to watch, I but he's also he not the main character of that I know. Yeah. movie. Yeah. But Well, A, that's how they marketed it. It was almost entirely that. Sure. Uh, right. But then, uh, and that's fine, but I mean, like, that he kind of composes a backdrop to the whole, like, there is a theme with that, right? Like, excess, internet culture. If I remember right, he's sort of just this force that your main characters meet. Right. And it sets yeah. their journey off into what the rest of the movie's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. like a pretty important thing, right? Yeah. Doesn't it set a tone? Yeah, but it's not like we're not supposed to. I don't. I don't think this is Harmony Corinne's vision, like utopian vision of what no. a party man is supposed to. Yeah, Spring Breakers also. Guy. Yeah, just spoiler alert. I guess uh, <laughs> does not glorify <laughs> this life. <laughs> it doesn't end well, really, for anyone for involved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that's fine. But uh, but do you see like a similar? This is more just general question. Like yeah. a similar thing going into this movie. Right, and we'll yeah we'll mm-hmm. get into the trailer I guess uh, as well a bit more because Bobby was just asking. Yeah, what have you seen? I've only seen I've only seen Spring Breakers. Mm -hmm. Spring Breakers is the only one that I've seen, and so like when I I remember the feeling of uh, watching the trailer, I I have like the same feeling I do watching Beach Bum, which is like, oh, this looks like really really fun, right, and really kind of crazy. But um, there's a moment in the Spring Breakers movie where they're all kind of partying, and I think they go to Alien's house, and he has like a he has like a Scarface picture on the wall. Yeah, and to me, like that's how I took Spring Breakers was like this is just like Oliver Stone doing. Scarface way back when like much more of like a low rent not not offensively low rent you know version of it but this is just a more indie interpretation of like the American dream yeah and just how like ridiculous and toxic it is like through you know beach parties spring break and just how quickly you know a few decisions could get you to uh you know raid a drug lord if I remember right the it's um it's I feel it's very worth mentioning at this point as well that Harmony Corinne has had a 20-year filmmaking career prior to yes. Spring Breakers. No, no, no. Yes, Spring yes, Breakers yes. and Beach Bum are not his <laughs> only movies. Right. <laughs> and Spring Breakers is very much, it was a huge departure from his sort of general style of filmmaking and general, you know, subject matter as well. I mean, there's definitely thematic parallels between the ways that he was, you know, he was sort of affixing his lens on like a different kind of degenerate culture. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sort of his thing. I mean, you know, most famously, probably what most people would know him from, I'm guessing, is that he wrote the movie Kids. Um, right. Larry Clark directed that, but he wrote that film. And uh, and then he went on to direct Gummo and Julian Donkey Boy and Mr. Lonely and Trash Humpers and several other, many, many short films as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had a very, very robust career prior to um, Spring Breakers. So there were, you know, there's like eight or nine movies that you could have gone in blind to prior to going in blind to Beach Bum, you right, know. Right. And uh, also, I've seen all of his movies and I love his films. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that all the excuses you guys have made for not seeing his films are bullshit because <laughs> <laughs> they're excellent works of art that deserve to be seen, no matter how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a true auteur, unique filmmaker, and you know his ability to just like kind of dredge beauty and poetry from like the dirtiest most polluted lakes in the fucking world is just shocking i yeah. mean constantly like i just saw last night there was a music box was showing a beautiful 35 millimeter print of gummo and it's been several years since i'd seen it but you know movie, anyone who's seen it know that movie sticks with you yeah. you don't you don't really forget gummo um and watching it again last night on this amazing print just like i i guess to start yeah, getting back into the Beach Bum trailer a bit, because um, they're, they're doing a big retrospective of Corinne's work over at the Music Box and leading up to, and then also after this these Beach Bum screenings. Um, but, uh, you know, they showed the Beach Bum trailer in front of the movie, oh. uh, the Red Band trailer. They had it, you know, at the theater, and they showed it in front of Gummo. And to be honest, after watching Gummo, like, again, every time I see this trailer, I get less excited about it. Oh, okay. Um, because this movie, I feel like this movie is everything Jeremy's saying. Like, to me, this looks like he's just doing stoner comedy. Okay. And that's it. All and, right. like, that to me is, like, the least interesting thing about his work mm-hmm. and what he can do as a filmmaker. Um, he's he's so diversely talented and so uniquely talented that to just see him, like, you know, just kind of go, like, all right, 
McConaughey is going to smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. Then he's going to smoke weed with Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> then he's going to smoke weed on an airplane with Snoop Dogg and a blind guy. And then Martin Lawrence is going to give coke to a parrot. And then Jonah Hill is going to smoke weed with him. It's like I'm kind of struggling to figure out like what else there is in this movie for me mm-hmm. outside of the six minutes of entertainment I will get of from seeing like, ah, cool, Snoop Dogg smoking weed. That's what he does. <laughs> Do you remember the Spring Breakers trailer? I don't, but I kind of remember my mindset going into watching Spring Breakers like, man, there is nothing here for me. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out, like, I thought it was just a bunch of party kids on Spring Break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing yeah. Spring Break shit. Right. And then it turned out there were actual stakes in a, in a real story. Yeah, right, right. So I'm kind of hoping, so far, this trailer goes out of its way to say there are no stakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> including, at one point, a judge, I believe, tells Matthew McConaughey, if this ever happens again, you're going to prison. <laughs> right. Why would you give this dude a second chance? Yeah, right. right. But Prob- if, if probably no not stakes, his second yeah. chance either. This is probably his tenth chance. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. But yeah, I totally agree with you, Dorian. I, so. I don't see what's in this trailer for me. Yeah. But I mean, that's a fair point, though, because there, you know, any of his movies, even you were saying you were very reticent to see Gummo because it seems very just plotless and kind right. of meandering. And it is. But that's kind of the magic of his filmmaking and what makes him so good is like he can take those things that are seemingly like completely amorphous and have no substance to them and he shows you what the substance is but while i so. care about small town ohio yeah Xenia. Right? <laughs> i don't think i care about right <laughs> washed up hippies in florida right you know? <laughs> who seem to be doing fine yeah. like getting everything they want out Everything's of life <laughs> i um so a week ago is it a week ago or been two weeks now that we saw a climax Oh yeah, that was a week ago. So me, Sean, uh, uh, Dorian, our friend Daryl, we went to go see Climax, and um, I just find it so interesting that like a a week or so ago we were like talking a little bit about Climax uh, on the on the podcast, and then we went to go see it. So Climax is uh, basically my point is is I've never taken any hard drugs. (laughs) I've never even smoked marijuana. (laughs) Okay, so to go into a movie like Climax, like. Climax is my nightmare for taking like drugs. Like I always feel like if I even just like smoked marijuana, that that entire movie would be me and that like somebody would have to take care of me. And that that's just why I've never, there's never been any peer pressure like from any of you guys or any anybody that I've ever like known in my life. But I'm just like, I just don't want to be incapacitated, right? I'm picturing you when you smoke weed. You're gonna be like that that boy from Gods of Egypt, <laughs> <laughs> sliding down the the riches trash chute. I probably look, will try and find a slide somewhere. Yeah. The look on Bobby's face when climax ended is burned into my brain forever. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like I was trying to describe it to Shrimp. And I was like, the, uh, it's, it was like somebody force-fed him an entire bottle of grain alcohol and then dragged him <laughs> through a mile of loose rocks. Like, that's what he – he just looked fucked up. Like, and I mean, that's that was what I, – I loved Climax. I thought it was a fucking yeah, masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like – That's Gaspar. No, right? no Yeah. Or no way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, but it was really funny because I was I've, – I've done my fair share of drugs in my time. Sorry, Mom. Um, and I've actually even had like a bad trip at a rave before. And that was, that's like an experience that is so harrowing that you don't think a film could ever accurately convey that. And like this movie did. did. And like, it was like the whole time I was like, I can't imagine what is happening to Bobby right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was like me having some sort of context for this is actually helping me while also giving me a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it just kept me in that like perfect place (laughs) the entire time that I was like blown away. And also like, God, I feel really weird right now. (laughs) Um, It was great. But yeah, I just did. So when I looked over at you and you just were like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so it was interesting to see that movie, and then watching yeah. the trailer for this movie. Like, I don't know who it is that that told me or like uh, suggested this to me one time, uh, like to try marijuana. Is that like, I think it was. I think I was talking to somebody about like writing or like coming up with a story, and and somebody has suggested, oh, you should like smoke. It'll probably like bring out. Like <laughs> some sort of creativity. How right? old was this person? This, this was years and years. Okay, just like okay. year, before I met any His of name was Moondog. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I feel like when I watch that trailer, I, I think about that conversation and I think about this trailer uh, makes it look that way. Like, you know, this guy is just like the living embodiment of like, hey, if you smoke and you do this, like all this like really great stuff will happen like he's driving around in these cars and he's living in this house like i'm assuming he's written a novel already that's been pretty successful mm-hmm. in this in this 
in this? You don't think so, Sean? I get the feeling <laughs> like, that he's one of those people that has always said, I'm working on my novel. Mm, and oh, now okay. it's 30 years later and he's not. And he's in trouble. And the now he's got to do something. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, sitting yeah, on the beach. He's now a 50-something sitting on the beach and yeah. still not a show for it. It is worth mentioning, too, that uh, both Climax and uh, Beach Bomb are the same cinematographer. Which is oh, a, that's cool. Ben, I didn't know that. Benoit Deby. Okay. Um, he's shot, well, he shot all of Gaspar and Noé's films. Well, he didn't shoot I Stand Alone, but Irreversible, Enter the Void, Love, and Climax were all shot by Benoit. Wow. Okay. And um, uh, Spring Breakers was shot by Benoit as well. All right. And that was the first time him and Corinne worked together that I'm aware of, at least. And yeah. then, yeah, they obviously are doing the, you know, uh, working together again for Beach Bum as well. So, nice. Yeah, dude's amazing. Yeah. He also shot that weirdly, the weirdest thing in his IMDb page is he shot that movie Get the Gringo with Mel Gibson. Oh, really? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, bizarre. Like in between Gaspar Noe movies, he's like, we're going to go shoot Mel Gibson in Mexico. <laughs> going to go work with Mel. Yeah. Uh, hey, nice. he's a pro, you know, he's got to work. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, does everybody like Matthew McConaughey in this movie? No. Do you, okay. Why? But I don't. I don't think we're supposed to. I think no. it's a little like Franco in Spring Breakers. Oh, I think this is the kind of person that I find completely insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Hanging out with Moon Dog sounds like yeah my absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just total like waste of a person like layabout, exactly. but somehow everything works out for them. Like exactly. just they get everything they want, yeah. you know, out of life without any effort whatsoever. And it's just like, man, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. All right, here's an unpopular take, but I'm gonna do it just for <laughs> sake of conversation. Go for it. I I think. And I'm glad that we're sort of getting there. I, I think it's our, like our hunger or thirst for character actors that we pretty much no longer have. But I think there's like these leading men or leading women that are now being able to play character parts, or I've noticed it more. And I think he's probably a better character actor than he is just an actor actor. And it's it's nice to see him play that part. You know what I mean? Like really fully embrace that because even in his you know really. I mean, totally scene stealing, and you remember that scene from Wolf of Wall Street, but like that 30 seconds, very memorable, but it's over the top. It's, you know, ridiculous, and mm -hmm. it's a very character actor part that, you know, maybe 50 years ago we would have had someone else playing. But anyway, it's nice seeing these almost cameos by leading men or leading women in these character parts. So it's kind of fun to watch a movie centered around a character actor's part played by a leading man. Mm -hmm. I guess my question when I had asked if like we like Matthew McConaughey in this movie is that like every once in a while, like Jeremy, you'll send me like a gift. You sent me like a gif one time of him at like a Tennessee game and he was just in this like orange fucking suit yeah. on the sidelines. Just like Texas. Yeah. Just, you oh know, yeah, it's. I so, mean, he's perfectly cast for the part. So I'm, yeah. I'm wondering. It's if more he's like, like I don't. I think we don't like the character. Correct. You yeah, know, yeah. but yeah, yeah right, he's like, he's like. Well, interestingly enough, too, that Harmony Corinne wrote the part for Gary Oldman. See, so that's my. I, I want to yeah, see that. Yeah, I want to see that. That's what I'm asking. But he like, turned it down. Yeah, and I was like, man, I've seen you in True Romance, though. Like, you can do this kind of character like really well. It'd be kind of interesting to see, but. I was. Uh, I listened to an interview with him actually recently, uh, talking about Gary Sid Oldman? and Nancy. Oh, okay. Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. and, oh yeah. That... And he had such a, like he genuinely hated that part, and he he like you can tell he despises <laughs> still talking about it, <laughs> but like and that was his first acting role in in films. No shit. Yeah, and so his his agent called him up and was like, "Hey, you know this could be your break to get into films. I know you really love this." Shakespeare shit, but uh, you know, pay the bills or whatever. <laughs> and so, and I think it might have been American production on some level. But anyway, he could cross the pond and be in movies, yada yada. Mm -hmm. So he took it, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I was a professional. I got into it, but fuck, I hate that person. Like, he hated that person so much. He hated doing the whole thing, and he hated that it was glorified. And you could tell it disgusted him on some sort of level. Right. So maybe that's why he didn't want to do this. I don't know. Yeah. Although he, although he was fine playing a midget in a movie. What's that called again? Tiptoes. Tiptoes. Yeah. yeah. Look up the trailer for Tiptoes, people. What a nightmare. <laughs> you gotta do Tiptoes. Something else. Uh, that's interesting, though, because Alex Cox, who directed Sid and Nancy, he's a British. He's yeah, British as well. But I think. Yeah, he was in L.A. at the time because he had made Repo Man before that. And I think Sid and Nancy was like, Repo Man did really well. And then that's when the studios were like, hey, why don't you do something a little more high profile? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It definitely doesn't seem like Matthew McConaughey hates the character of Moondog. Right. I think he is <laughs> eating this shit up. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that I, I'm trying to like latch onto from this trailer is it does look like everybody's just having the time of their life. Yeah. Like, don't, and if like it's really 
conveyed in that infectious of a way like it could actually be fun yeah to watch this bullshit unfold even if there are yeah ultimately no stakes or anything <laughs> to really care about um you know that that element of just like yeah sort of charismatic interplay of like these really well cast sort of fuck up you know characters <laughs> uh you know could could be interesting um but you know that's uh, again that's sort of like that's me like making concessions to what I know this guy is capable of as a filmmaker to say like, well, maybe there's this one little bit I could hold on to, but it's like, it's still in the back of my head, but I, it's like, I know what you're capable of though. Yeah. Do you, I'm sorry. I, I widened your question. And, you're fine. Yeah. Trampled on it a little bit, but, yeah, good. but I was trying to, what we do here, <laughs> but I was trying to, I guess I'd want to hear your opinions on what I was talking about, about like these leading people playing character parts. I, oh, I, mean, yeah. I think that's kind of what we're getting into here, right? It's totally. And uh, just real quick, I was, as you were saying, it's, it's funny. I've felt this way about Brad Pitt, like his whole career. Yes, he yes. is all, I mean, from again, true romance and like <laughs> his character acting ability is so good that it's like, I wish he didn't have leading man good looks. You right, know, right. I wish he could just stay like a um, Joe Pantoliano kind of like character <laughs> actor that just, shows up and fucking kills it like every single time kind of like guy pierce does totally you know, there was like a what five-year streak where like every best picture nominee <laughs> guy pierce was a supporting actor in. yeah it's just like because yeah he fucking brings it every time but um, would we like do you the your question that you're asking jeremy like would we reach that out to like zach efron's character in this in this movie like i mean i like he's gonna be he is ted bundy in the netflix movie <laughs> that's gonna be coming out right which everybody had raved about when it when it went on for uh film festivals and stuff but like hit when i watched the trailer again this morning like i thought about the conversation dorian you and i had when we were talking about uh when we were reviewing roma Mm -hmm. and how you talked about you wished it was more i don't know if the word was like fantasy or a little like Like magical realism magical realism which is what birds of passage has okay oh Oh, okay cool so good so the end (laughs) that last shot of the trailer where where uh, Zac Efron and Matthew McConaughey are walking together and he's kind of like whipping his hands around and uh-huh. hitting him in the face like a Street Fighter game. Yeah. Like, I thought about that magical realism. Right. And I was just wondering... With like, the sound effects being yeah, added to it. the sound effects it. on that is great. Yeah. 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 I kind of hope that, like, there's more of that in, in the movie that is not being spoiled right. in, in the trailer and that maybe even some of the sequences that we're watching are just magical realism in themselves. Um, I might be giving the trailer and, and, and what I think the story is maybe a bit too much credit but i kind of feel like the book he's writing is what we're watching on screen mm-hmm. and maybe the real life stuff is like the courtroom drama sure stuff that know? would be very kerouacian yeah right uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right it's right. his on the road yeah exactly or so, dharma bums or yeah any uh, combination but um i don't know i think i i like matthew mcconaughey in this movie i think it'll be like it'll be funny he looks funny and he looks great but i kind of i kind of would have liked to have seen maybe someone else just take it on like a Gary Oldman or whatever. Right. Like, who Someone else? Someone that you... wasn't so obvious. Yeah. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Is that he just seems very obvious to do this because, like, we know he got arrested playing the bongos in the front of his house naked right. one time. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. You know, now you're making a movie about it. So part of me feels a little bit like that with the trailer. But He also just looks so young. I think this is supposed to be an older, washed up beach bum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which now picturing Gary Oldman, who is probably 10, 15 years older than Matthew, I I would guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you, definitely looks older. Matthew McConaughey, whether he had work done or he just stays in the sun <laughs> yeah. the perfect amount of time, <laughs> right. uh, just looks younger and he acts younger. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I do wish his skin was a bit leatherier. Right. You yes. know, right. like, because yes. if you've ever been to Florida or whatever, like, look at anyone around you. And it's like, I this is what happens when you. Facial hair or something. <laughs> and like, oh. Okay. I mean, he should look like Jimmy Buffett in this. Yeah, movie. Jimmy Buffett. Totally. Oh, looks a amazing. More jerky in life. Yeah, in like an old catcher's mitt. Like that's <laughs> totally, that's totally. the look I'm going for. Um, I do. Uh, since you brought up Zac Efron, well, first off, it's funny that like Harmony Corinne seems to have this weird obsession with like. I don't know, perverting the cast of High School of the Musical. Right. Because <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens was in Spring Breakers and then now Zach Efron's on this. And I read this amazing <laughs> quote from from Harmony Corinne about Zach Efron's facial hair. He said oh, yeah. he thought of it while he was staring at a panini sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a panini yeah. press grill. Beautiful. So great. So good. And it, like awesome. his descriptions of this, because like Spring Breakers also, I, rem- I, I was reading a thing with Benoit Debut when that came out about the cinematography. The cinematography in Spring Breakers is Gorgeous. spectacular. It is really good really really cool use of like uv lights to like make just all these colors explode and he said that uh harmony told him when they first met uh they were talking about color palette and harmony just said i want the whole movie to look like a bag of skittles 
<laughs> and it's like, yes. holy shit, that is the perfect description. That's exactly what the movie looks like. It's, great. it's amazing. <laughs> his just his culinary uh, references for <laughs> so you know the look of his films and his characters is something that's just so into and so very Harmony Corinne as well. Like he is, he's a super fucking weird dude. I mean, yeah, as you can probably tell from any of his films or even just the trailers. But watch his uh, interviews on David Letterman sometime. He got kicked out of. Uh, uh, the David Letterman studio one time that he was on the show because he was uh, caught stealing money from Meryl Streep's purse. <laughs> <laughs> Harmony Corinne? Yeah. What, what the Because he's just in a, he wrote kids like he's and that's Jesus. a funny thing about what you were saying too is like he's not an art school kid at all. Uh-huh. He like he wrote kids based on his life up to that. He was like sixteen or something when he wrote it, but uh-huh. he was just one of those like degenerate skater kids that was yeah like just doing drugs and skating around and fucking freely and messing around with STDs and shit and just kind of wrote it off of experience and like sure so a lot of those movies are really coming from yeah much more like genuine place of like he did find something like yes really tragic and all of that of course and like the ending of that movie is horrifying but uh you know there's also like moments of real kind of like ascendant beauty you know and uh the way that he yeah just kept like putting that through his uh the rest of his work going to like shittier and shittier places and still (laughs) managing to like dredge something out of there um, yeah, it was really amazing. But yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Like, he's real crazy. Do we call the Zac Efron facial hairstyle grill marks? <laughs> the panini? I'm going to shave some grill marks in. <laughs> That's pretty fucking fantastic. Yo, can you give me a panini press? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that when I first saw it, I thought... Um, <clears throat> For me, I thought they were like like scan lines on an old TV, oh. and I thought that oh. was like kind of neat. But then when I heard him say Panini, I was like, "That's way better." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. No, I like that. I like that. Can we talk about Jonah Hill's accent? Let's talk about Jonah yeah. Hill's accent. Fuck Jonah Hill's accent. In this, Southern dandy or whatever. It's kick, so bizarre. Kick it off, Sean. It's so bizarre. Just coming. I have nothing to add other than it's it doesn't look like it should be coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fine accent if yeah. you uh, close your eyes while listening to the trailer. Yeah. In fact, Jeremy, why don't we put in a clip right now? <laughs> oh, oh, I'll pull it up. Yeah. I've got it queued up. Yeah. <laughs> but then you see him on the golf course or wherever they are. And I can't remember what line yeah. he has. And it's just like, yeah. oh. He's wearing like the seersucker suit. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, yeah, just total, yeah, like. Now this man is speaking in vulgarities, you know, like <laughs> it's it's like Lindsey Graham to bring uh, now right, one of totally. these big city lawyers. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, it's a little, but you know, it's it's funny because there's been a there, like there's been a ton of movies, I guess, where I've kind of felt like uh, Jonah Hill, really, and then when I see the film, I'm like, all right, I feel like every time it he's off. been playing Jonah Hill, though, in the in the parts that I've really liked. Mm. He's been sort of a sad version of Jonah Hill. Like what? Like what parts? Well, like I, Wolf of Wall Street, I thought was like oh, a performance for oh, yeah. him. That's yeah. a good point. That's and a good he was point. great. Yeah. In that, but you know, that's also Scorsese. Like, yeah. What's that Netflix show he just did? Oh, Maniac. Maniac. Fucking nightmare. Yeah, right. I did. I did not care for it. Oh, I liked it quite a bit. Shit. I didn't actually see it. Why? So. What was that? Why? What were you I think on? there was just some nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some parts of the that show that actually really affected me. Yeah. Uh, wh- okay. Wh- Anything you could quickly... Uh... This is not going to be a Jonah Hill thing, but this when... Uh, what's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone uh, tells her sister, I don't want you to move to New York. Or I, I want you to move away from New York, whatever that relationship was, um, because I don't want to feel responsible for you, or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that is definitely something I have felt and then felt guilty about. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good. There were a few moments like that, and I thought the, the world building in that show was really good. But we're not talking about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we do, Sorry for the tangent. I just when got, we do Maniac good. next year, we'll, we're yeah. gonna start a Maniac oh, yeah. podcast. Let's get real right. niche here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. So I feel like there's been a healthy, healthy balance of what we like and what we don't like, uh, and everything like that. Is there anything else that like you guys either like or don't like about? The yeah. Trailer? There's there's a couple things I want I want to mention. I want to mention out, maybe. the uh, the Island remix of 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> what is the name of that that? Uh, thus spoke, uh, also Sprock Zarathustra. Zarathustra. <laughs> yeah. Or Thus Spake Zarathustra is the uh, translation, I believe. Um, Gustav the, Holst? Is that the song that plays in the, the trailer? That yeah, the, two, right? the 2001 music. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 you're yeah, thinking wait. of Crimson and Clover, which fucking oh. slaps, dude. No, no, no. Uh, you're, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 I have to start talking like a beach bum. 
that's I, yeah i'm not sure if that's a new version because miles davis had done a jazz funk version oh, okay. of 2001 and i thought that's what they were using in the trailer but it, it's been it a while be. since i had not heard it, it yeah but it is it is fun it's got some bongos in there uh-huh. that's right <laughs> it really yes. kicks off yeah uh, okay. but then yeah it goes into uh crimson and clover yeah the shondells i believe and that I is like so. one of my all-time favorite songs yeah. nice. i think it's absolutely brilliant i think it might be a little overused i know i've seen it in trailers before um but yeah so you're not you're not a fan then of the 2001 like? oh no total fan. oh you are okay yeah, yeah. Okay. I just wasn't, yeah. <laughs> um i also want to say like i'm not excited about snoop dogg in this movie okay but i am super excited about jimmy buffett in this movie same <laughs> who seems like the moon dog character who figured it out like <laughs> jimmy yeah, buffett as far as i know continues to live his life like a beach bum <laughs> oh yeah that yes. has a billion dollars yeah. because he <laughs> in a restaurant chain yeah. he's oh, famous yeah. as fuck yeah i think he just opened up a, a like a couple old folks homes in florida this checks out <laughs> called margaritaville yeah dude <laughs> wait what's it called i think it's actually called margaritaville it's for all of his like boomer aging demographic <laughs> really fans much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. can go straight from parrot heads the restaurant into <laughs> yeah yeah parrot, he also does a lot landing. of like good work for uh Keeping certain fish species alive and uh, oh. the health of the ocean kind of All stuff. Right. Yeah, nice. he just loves fishing, pours a bunch of money into That's restoring awesome. hey, their, their habitats. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody, what's your favorite part of the trailer? Like, do you have a moment in the trailer where you're like, this just tickles my fancy? I get really grossed out by the idea of pouring past blue ribbon into a bowl of cereal <laughs> and feeding it to a cat. <laughs> Does he feed it to a cat? I think it's a cat. Oh, <laughs> the cat's very close. <laughs> That's from Revenge of the Nerds, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, they did. There I was uh, seen eating that cereal with beer in a rapey it. movie in a long time. Yeah, uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I believe it's Booger. Su- surprise, surprise! Yeah, it's Booger check, eating eating burial. <laughs> I mean, I I think the movie obviously looks beautiful. Looks really cool. The music, everything's cut together. Like it looks like a fun party. It's a very well cut together. Yeah, it's it's an, mm-hmm. it's experience. excellent. Um, but this is just. Just so I have something specific to comment on. Yeah. I- I'm really excited to see Martin Lawrence again. I'm mm-hmm. just a huge Martin Lawrence fan. <laughs> and I had been, I think, even a month ago. <laughs> Sean's face when you said that right now is pretty priceless. I don't get it. I don't know. I've just never been a Martin Lawrence fan. Let me have fan. my things. I have weird seats. You've, you never, can. you've never watched Martin? No, I've never watched Martin. Why not? You don't know Shanene? You don't know Shanene? Oh, my God, Shanene. Dude, yeah, stop shouting names at me. <laughs> you, need to get, you need to get on, uh, yeah. But I like his stand-up, though. Anyway, yeah. I-, I feel like I just grew up on it, so I have some, you know, probably just personal reason why I like him I don't know um uh like nostalgia or something but I it, I'm just glad to see him come back I think he's really talented and I think it'd be cool like Corinne has been doing uh you know pulling people out of their usual world and then putting them in a new one right yeah, yeah. and so I'm just kind of excited to see what the fuck so I was gonna does. say like I kind of agree because it's like that's the one piece of like interesting casting like yeah. we've been talking about everyone is just playing like themselves basically that's but it's true. like really Martin Lawrence is in this <laughs> yeah. like all right that's at least you've got you've intrigued me with like what his part is going to be in all of this and i don't think he's done anything in 10 years or something i mean really true like something big uh, he's it, doing they are doing bad boys three <laughs> okay. finally happening it's finally yeah. going down okay mm-hmm. um i mean i like the franchise but wow yeah. um anyway so that's my one little hey cool good to see you so aside from a kind of hey you're you're going in for martin lawrence i really am seriously yeah, yeah. that's cool i can go with that sean aside from what you don't like uh that that part in particular uh, I don't know if there was a a bit of the trailer that I that I really enjoyed. I think what I'm most excited about the movie that we've already touched on a lot yeah. is I want to see what the story is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there, yeah. If there is a story, if there's not a story, bummer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to see what. Uh, I'm excited for him to prove me wrong about my feelings about on this the trailer. Movie? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The movie is only an hour and 35 minutes long. Thank yeah, Jesus. Which, which yeah, I was very happy to see that. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Something I'll, I'll say, too, like, that his, the, that, that this trailer really does for me is, like, you feel that, um, like, there's, like, an ecstasy or, like, a, like, I don't know, it's, like, extreme relief when you see all that chaos going on. It, there, there's something, like, intoxicating about that. Mm-hmm. And it makes... <laughs> <laughs> no, so, respectfully disagree no I, I i mean yeah i just i guess i just i get worked up and caught up in that energy you know uh, again sorry to keep mentioning it but you know breakers had a similar vibe in that trailer it's like this like anything is possible anything is happening like you can do fucking anything and it i mean it there is like a drug high feeling to that mm-hmm. but but it it also still is like reality you are in reality but you're like a little bit above it 
and I just love that feeling that, totally. that this trailer gives me. You know, it's uh, Sean. I need to know what you're thinking right now. You know? I think this is just a product of our very different personalities. <laughs> when when you see these people supposedly having fun, it looks like a nightmare to me. <laughs> it looks like all I want to do is go back to my hotel room and sleep. I, I, I guess I'm not explaining myself properly because it's not that like oh they're having fun like in a ball pit fun. I, I just mean like there's or, just an energy to yeah, it. Yeah, there's like, a vibe kinda, to yeah. it where it's like. I could drive my car through a fucking you know mall right now, blow the thing up, and like you know candy falls from the sky. Like anything is possible. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a limitless. Yeah. I know what you mean it's, because it's all I thing... have friends like you. <laughs> but I think where you feed off that sort of energy, I do not. I get terrified of it's, it. It's it's like all the things you because like society constantly is like trying to crush you into a mold, right? And so then yeah, these people I'm comfortable sort of, in my mold. But these all these characters <laughs> seem to be This is where look. I'm safe. Hug me, mold. <laughs> We're in your mold right now. <laughs> we Welcome are. to my mold. <laughs> but, yeah. I, 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 there's something freeing about those characters because they can live outside of it, and so you're sort of living their fan, your fantasy through them, and there's... And the energy of the trailer. Anyway, mm. that's that's my... Yeah, in a, in a consequence-free way. I, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as uh, you were mentioning a little bit ago about the yeah the like kung fu moves at the end of the trailer too which, oh yeah yeah you know I'm so that's the one because I know like Corinne has always had a really uh, abiding love for Buster Keaton oh. he's he talks about Buster Keaton all the time okay like in, in every interview and like what a genius he was and like how he's like that's that's the guy like as far as like if you want to know anything about filmmaking like watch Buster Keaton yeah and like I agree Buster Keaton is incredible. And so, you know, but obviously that's all like visual comedy, you know, is really in like putting action and, you know, putting the story and the action like in, into the comedy mm-hmm. and into you know, putting the story into the action and the action into the comedy and like having them create this like triangle. Yeah. You know, that kind of like is what creates your whole narrative thrust and enjoyability of your film. And so like, you know, a moment like that where he does take this sort of, yeah, like their subjective experience and give it this objective thing and you know the way that we're viewing the movie and like we get to experience how they're experiencing this moment together yeah, right you know it's a very that's a very uh hate to say traditional but it is kind of like technique in visual comedy mm-hmm. um you know think about i've been thinking about edgar wright a lot lately because of a project that i'm working on but um also this movie you know he's also a big buster keaton fanatic and you know has pulled from that hat many times but there's plenty of stuff in you know like Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz and all that where they do the same thing it's yeah. like finger guns but they put in the soundscape of an entire gunfight happening right, you know right. and shit like that and so you know if he's really if he really goes like the buster keaton route with this entire film like that could be something again that could be really really fun and cool but it, like the trailer's not giving me that like that's me again just extrapolating like yeah. from what i know about this guy yeah, yeah, yeah and then seeing one little moment in there where i can connect the two and go like oh maybe he's just going full buster keaton this time <laughs> but i yeah there's nothing else that supports that theory <laughs> whatsoever um like like Moondog almost seems semi autobiographical for Corinne that he's this guy that kind of like yeah has obviously very degenerate tendencies <laughs> and but is able to like find this like beauty and poetry in these like places that nobody else would think to look for them and I guess like I, I guess my concerns about this could be boiled down that like he's made a movie about himself instead of as himself and like mm. that's kind of what it's reading to me a bit like especially yeah just having rewatched Gummo again last night I was like damn it sounds like it looks like you're just you've now pulled the camera back another like meta level <laughs> and now you're like watching yourself at work instead of like letting us watch you work and yeah that's a little that's just disappointing to me but again who knows could be totally wrong it might be amazing but we'll find out yeah <laughs> in a few days <laughs> going on monday yep we'll be back in a week to review Tell the movie we'll be at music box to see it so i'm gonna assume that by the time this airs on monday that tickets will be sold out so probably sorry but uh yeah harmony corinne will be there so Mm -hmm. maybe we'll get to ask him some questions i think sean had something he wanted to do at the end of the episode here sean does have something he wants to do at the end of the episode. oh yeah do you mind if we do plugs here go for it fantastic uh if you'd like to hear more of this beautiful voice tell you about giant spiders and forbidden towers i want to act in it Ooh. would you would you let him would you you let him finish please sorry you want to hear jeremy (laughs) act In my minute-long <laughs> podcast. No, uh, check out Edgard's Secrets of the Forgotten Tower. It is a, I'm calling it a radio text adventure, sort of a, a choose-your-own-adventure minute-long podcast. comes out weekly where you can tell our hero what you'd like him to do, and he'll do it every week. How do, how do people tell you what 
Thank you for asking. They want the hero to do, Sean. Check out uh, edgardpodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play Music and all the places you get your podcasts. And follow on Twitter at edgardpodcast. And while you're submitting your narrative suggestions, you could always suggest to Sean to let me act. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody needs to suggest a (laughs) character interaction of some sort, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome to act, but I have not run into... The last character that was added was uh, the demon lord Ashrael. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. To, to Neither Dorian, of these guys listen to it. I but, could say anything right now. I was gonna say no. That's a, that's Max of Corey. Hundred <laughs> percent. Corey was like, I think you should run into the Demon Lord Ashrael. <laughs> I think I think it was a suggestion from Corey, not the the Demon Lord. But uh, there's a pentagram on the ground, and of course he says, "Well, fucking jump in the pentagram." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah nice. you got to. That's how you get him. I think the demon lord needs a servant of some kind or some sort of, you know. Ooh, like a salacious crumb like a, yeah. kind of uh, sidekick. <laughs> Jeremy, give me your uh, best salacious crumb audition right now. <laughs> oh, bad. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty close, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah just know he does weird shit like that. All right, he's been cast. Okay, thank you. Sweet. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening this week. Uh, please follow the couch on Instagram and Twitter at Guys on Couch and on Facebook at the Couch. And we are also on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, Podbean is where we host yeah. the podcast. So Podbean also has an app. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, I always shout them out in the in the Twitters, and they always like my posts. Nice. So. All right. Good on you, Podbean. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a flick, Podbean. For show. And thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, so you guys for, for being us. on. Absolutely love the show. I think it was, yeah, it was fun. fun to do, and I look yeah. forward to talking about the Beach Bum with you guys next week. Yeah, this will be an interesting follow-up. It sounds like we all have similar misgivings about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it'll be sure. really <laughs> curious to see. I hope we have like kind of like climax. I was explaining to my cousin last night that like we all four of us walked out of that theater with completely different <laughs> feelings about the movie. Yeah. And like I kind of hope we have the same experience with Beach Foam cuz Corinne's definitely a type of director that like those are the movies he makes. It's all going to be a very personal kind of experience for you. Um unless he goes the full like no. Like we were afraid <laughs> just accessible stoner comedy route. So but yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh what we feel about it. And I'm going to come back a Corinnephile. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch all of his shit. His stuff's really hard to find, dude. It's like not really available. I saw. Um, I couldn't find one of his movies on um, Amazon, but I found I found Donkey Boy on Amazon. Oh, nice! And well, they all are so. Uh, if you want to go to Music Box and watch these gorgeous thirty-five millimeter prints of any of these films, I am totally down to do that. Is it all week? Yeah, it's all week. Yeah, it's this week, and then even after Beach Bum, they're playing. Yeah, uh, it's like Thursday to Thursday, so it started uh, yesterday. Yeah, gu- I didn't realize Gummo last night was the official kickoff. The official kickoff yeah, it was really that's really cool, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so. But I'm definitely planning on seeing uh, Julian Donkey Boy. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Werner Herzog playing a shitty dad is just one of the best things that has ever been committed to film. Uh, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks, guys. Bye, and gals. <laughs>